What is going on, BW Sports One Nation? You know it is time for some black and white sports. I like the introduction. Damon looks like he's loving it, feeling the vibes, brother. What's happening? Oh, my bad. I got a little carried away there. You know what I mean? I was in my groove. That's like two great new intros in a row. Uh, I need to see the rest of them. Dude, you have a calling. You have a calling. Hey. Well, speaking of the rest of them, we're going to witness another new one tomorrow night. Real quick, Quantum Inspirations with Monica P coming out 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, Thursday night. I can't wait. You'll see another intro. And then Saturday, you're going to see another intro. And Sunday, 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 the new Checkers and Wreckers intro will be placed. Oh, that'd be great. Who did that when you were you were or Tommy? I haven't finished it yet. Oh, so the answer is you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, bet your ass with Rafael Esparza had a new intro the other night, too. So yes. we're, well, we're I saw that one already. Yep. Yep. We were revamping, reconstructing for all of you folks for a better platform to give you. And I cannot wait to let the world know of things that we got working in 2021. Yeah, it should be a really, really, really fun year. Yes. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Um, I hope the people are excited. People get excited. I don't know what else to say. Just get excited. All I'm going to say is I hope Miami's ready. <laughs> yeah. I hey, keep throwing it out there, and we're not going to tell the world yet, listen, but we're going they to They have Miami. never experienced anything like this trio <laughs> ever uh, in the in the the theme of super kicking it with steven ever seen a trio like this before did you catch that jericho there i don't know if i like jericho enough to even like that impersonation just saying just saying met the guy once he seemed like an ass. I get it. You know, I wasn't asked for an interview. I'll be honest with you. Wasn't asked for an interview, a picture, an autograph, anything. Just kicking it with him on the curb, waiting for the uh, limo to pick him up when I was working downtown. That I called for him. Thought we was just chilling. But, you know, he could have had a bad day. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it is Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? He's the most unelectrifying person <laughs> in all of <laughs> Sports entertainment. <laughs> oh boy. Well, everybody again, happy new year. This is the first Wednesday night back um from the new year. So 2021's kicking it off. Yes, we are going back to the roots of the flagship show. This is black and white sports live, baby. Football edition. Football. Not to kick the ball, football. The American <laughs> football. So that 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 asked me a, a serious question. Yes. Sir. Um. So that means I'm gonna have to change my ball every show. 
so that's a good idea. Because <laughs> I, I do I do have a football. I do <laughs> own a football. Yes, I own a football one because the youngest is a football player, unlike the older two. So I have to I have to get my no. We want stop it. We want him to be a winner. Well, that's true. That's true. And we definitely don't want him. And we definitely don't want no OSU talk. Yeah, no. But you know, you take that scholarship just like I would if it came to him. I didn't say you had to wear the Buckeyes logo, but you might at that point start to own a couple crimson or what are they? Scarlet? They're scarlet. Yeah, you yeah, might own scarlet. a couple scarlet shirts at that time. Hey, no. If it did happen, they'd be gray or white. <laughs> I do at just no point. Hey, I just don't do red, man. Eh, the last time, the only time I wore red and did didn't have a problem with it was high school because I played at LA. I've seen so, pictures. I so it was seen so it was Christmas all year round. So that's how I, I justified that. But yeah, die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Damon. We have a lot of football talk to get into and discuss. There's been a lot of things going on since uh, the end of Sunday night's regular season. Um, Black Monday came, and a lot of movements, a lot of talks and discussions have been going on. You know, uh, where do you want to start? Well, the fact I want to start that why does everything have to be black? <laughs> Only caught. good thing with black in it other than us. <laughs> And black people. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Black Friday. That is the only time that black and good are together. You know what I mean? No, 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 not true. Not true. true. (laughs) What's good about Black Monday? Nothing. Uh, (laughs) You look at at it in a positive way. I'm learning from Monica P, Damon. Okay. Look at it in a positive way. Right. It may be called Black Monday because people are looking at it as the firing of people on the coaching staff and whatnot. But I'm going to be positive and look at it as the reconfiguration of somebody's career in a different atmosphere in a different city. That kind of sounds like we were in an entanglement. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> oh, boy. But you know what? Let's... First, before we get to the NFL, I know, there you go. Yeah, I know. I go. seen the look. Now, now I'm getting back to the notes. <laughs> before we get into the NFL, let's talk a little bit college football here. Um, obviously, the playoffs have been uh, set. Before, sorry to cut you off, but before yep. we talk about college, uh, my bookie man cave headlines <laughs> is and our man cave headlines brought to you by bookie. Yes. Uh, 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and a friend $2 bet at mybookie.ag. I will get this one of these days. <laughs> but these are I, I know they're right in front of me, too. They're right in front of me. Literally, right in front of me. It's like a teleprompter right in front of me. Ding, 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 ding. Dan, read me. <laughs> now continue with the college. <laughs> All right, so. Let's start off by saying IU, best football team in Indiana. I'm going to hold you up on that one because this was your part of that note. I'm going to almost lean, and I'm not taking anything away from IU. Uh, 
great team. They got a heck of a, a, a heck of a uh, thing going on down there for years, hopefully to come. Don't forget Ball State, man. Don't forget yes. about Ball State. Because yes. you thought I was going to go say something about Notre Dame, but no, sir. And and you know what? This is the great thing about our notes and, and my ridiculousness to add this note four different times to the notes. Because <laughs> it was supposed to read Ball State, best football team in Indiana. Oh. It, it, it was not supposed to be IU. Oh. It was 100 supposed to be Ball State the whole time. All right. Because they won their conference. They did. They, what, what, lost one game or did they go undefeated? Mm, They may have lost one game. Yeah, but I know they won their conference, won their bowl game. So, hey. It wasn't really close either. No. I watched that game. Yeah, they dominated that game. My son goes to Ball State, but who watched the football game? Not him. Not (laughs) Hey man, he's got some good things going. He's been a little bit busy with the esports team up there. We'll go with it. Just roll with it. I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do agree as Ball State is quote unquote the best football team in the state of Indiana. Now going back to what you actually printed on the notes that yes, I did actually read on the teleprompter in front of me. You put IU and. I see exactly why somebody would put IU as the best team in Indiana, best football team in Indiana college-wise. They did tremendous this year. Now, the problem is, and we've talked about this before, they only really played one good, one big game. Penn State was big until we saw what Penn State was about this year. Michigan State was big until we knew what Michigan State was about this year. Ohio State, uh, you missed one. Michigan <laughs> was we obviously saw was nothing this year in practice in football. It was practice. <laughs> it was very much so practice. Uh, but, but you know, and Purdue, Purdue unfortunately is just I don't know what's going on there. I hope they can get it together up there just for the Big Ten. Um and you know the state of Indiana obviously in football but oh for Jordan Tyree I want Purdue football to be good man yeah good (laughs) he's a he's a heck of a follower of he's struggling man (laughs) yeah yeah we feel for you man we feel for you um you know but granted hey half hats off to IU as well but my hat tips as well as yours does sir to the Ball State Cardinals just in about an hour away from us. So are they the Cardinals or like Stanford? Or are they the Cardinal? No, Car- uh, Stanford's a tree. But it's still the Cardinal. Cardinal. Right, well, is it a Cardinal tree? Yes. So a tree? I didn't know a Cardinal. I, I knew the mascot was a tree. Yeah, yep. a tree. Folks. So that that is a tree. It's intimidating. It's cardinal. It gets chopped down. Yes, it's a Cardinal. <laughs> okay. Stanford's been chopped since Andrew Luck left. <laughs> But yes, Ball State is the Cardinals. Okay. Right. Just want to get it together. <laughs> Message. Yeah. Just want to inform the world. You know what I mean? You know, give you a little bit of insight. There you go, <laughs> Damon. Yes, we saw Notre Dame struggle tremendously against Clemson. 
struggle was it? I'm really sorry, Alabama. Work? We saw we saw them struggle really bad against Clemson, and then we saw them struggle really bad against Alabama. Mm -mm. My 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 thing is really quick, and I'm not getting into this that much because there's a ton of NFL news that we got to get to. But Notre Dame still cannot compete with the top three or four teams in this nation. They need speed. That's what's killing them every game that they have issues with is speed. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to say this. One, I'm going to correct you. You struggled against Clemson. Um, I don't know what the hell that was against Alabama. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was expected. You know what I mean? The last two matchups with Alabama uh, didn't come out fair as well as anyway. But I'm not going to jump on the downing of Notre Dame football um, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm actually going to flip the script and sing Notre Dame's football's praises. Um, because I was actually listening to the coach that you don't really like very much, but he kind of stirred me a little bit for Notre Dame football as in, I mean, regardless of however you look at it, regardless of the ass whoopings or the 0-7 and the uh, New Year's Six Day games or uh, BCS bowl game or championship bowl games, they have been there. They have been there. He is starting to get his recruits up. You're getting very talented players. You're getting people that are getting drafted in the first round or being very successful in the next level, Chase Claypool, or, you know what I mean, those type of things. And I like how he put it. You know what I mean? Regardless of however you look at these losses right now, guess who's there? Notre Dame's there. And he said, guess and expect us to continue to get there. And we'll get there until we figure it out. That's the type of coach you want. I'm sorry. I know you don't like him, but that's the type of coach you want. And you can see that his kids are extremely following him in that same pattern. You know what I mean? This group, we might not win it, but we got there to only say the pattern, the later pattern down for the next group. Eventually, he's going to get over the hump if he if they keep him or if they uh, stick with the program or whatever, whatever. But if you have to look at it, look between the two programs, Notre Dame and Michigan, which one's trending up and which one's trending down. Well, I mean, obviously I can go, I can say Notre Dame's trending upward. Michigan's trending towards basketball, being a basketball school fully time. Oh, but I'm saying <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> but I guess what I'm thinking is, Maybe instead of playing some of the quote-unquote PUD teams that you play throughout the regular season, why don't you get some of those, like an SEC team or an ACC? And obviously this year we played nothing but ACC teams. Um, but get the bigger school, bigger football schools against you to to test you during the regular season to have you ready. Because if you if you belong there in the top four in the playoffs. That's great. I want to see Notre Dame in there all the time, obviously, because I'm a fan. But I don't want to continue seeing them get their ass reamed against everybody that they play in the playoffs because it seems like they're not quite ready for that type of of competition for some reason. I can't answer why. Uh, I can. What? It's the same. It's the same issue that Michigan has: integrity. Well. Integrity. I mean, it's more about these development of these young men to succeed in the after the after career than other universities, say OSU. You know what I mean? 
Those kids don't. I mean, you look at their careers after football from that university. If it doesn't do with football, these guys don't really do nothing unless you're planning to be a coach or planning to be a gym teacher. Don't really want to knock gym teachers, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. Right. There's standards at Notre Dame and at Michigan. We don't just let anybody in. You know what I mean? So recruiting is key. And it's hard to recruit to these type of environments. Notre Dame is in northern Indiana. It is cold, bruh. You get recruited. Both of these schools are on the same level with historic value. You get recruited by this one, you get recruited by this one. 40 degrees, 90 degrees. <laughs> right. And when in the winter, it's still up in the 60s. I totally understand that part. However, I think honestly, it's not necessarily all Brian Kelly. I'm going to put I'm going to put a lot of the blame on uh the AD, the athletic director of Notre Dame, uh Swarbrick, I think is Jack Swarbrick. Uh because the, the, he cut a lot of games out. I mean, you don't play Purdue anymore. You don't play excuse me, you don't play Michigan anymore. You barely play any of these Big Ten teams that's been rivals, okay? Now, you know, granted, this year was different because you played in the ACC, but you don't play any of the – I mean, you play Navy and Southern Cal, and that's like the only two teams that you always play. But you got to Stanford in there because one's got to go – you got to get your West Coast recruitment in. I get – I don't want to necessarily go up. When I'm asked to go to a Notre Dame game – I'm hoping I'm asked in September instead of November because I know what November weather in South Bend can be like, and it sucks. But, again, Notre Dame, football. Notre Dame, football. They go hand in hand. Something needs to be done in the recruiting part. Somewhere, I mean, yes, you talk to these kids, and, and a lot of them, yes, they want to stay at the beach. They want to go here. They want to go here. But you got to talk up your game more. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you can talk up your game at all you want, but if these kids can't get past the curriculum standards. And that's a big thing. <laughs> that's and what that's, that's what I was talking about, about standards. I about, you. you know, I mean, if they can't get past, I mean, there's a difference in being, you know, you to get in, you need a, a, a 3.8 and higher than versus a 2.5. If that. <laughs> so, all right, that's enough of bashing uh, the low curriculum standards at one school in Ohio. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Give a damn. Yeah, he's a little bit biased, folks. <laughs> let's move. We got presidents, baby. Yeah. Well, let's move <laughs> to the team that you despise. Ohio State. The Ohio State University is going up against the Crimson Tide of Alabama for the 2021 national title. What do you think? Well, first off, I think uh, they're ridiculous. Who tries to trademark a word yeah, that no. is, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. 3.8 and higher and 2.5. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but anyway, um, Wow, what an ass whooping did they put on Clemson? I was not expecting it to be that controlled, but it's funny. I did tell somebody, I said, you better, if you're going to bet, put your money on Ohio State. Well, 
I said at the beginning of the year before all the nonsense that I thought that was the best football team in the country. You did. You did. I heard you. Until I saw Alabama again. <laughs> <laughs> and then but, we were all reminded of how Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide roll. Yes. So, um, hey, man, that's a good football team. You know, I don't think we got to see a lot of it. Um because of certain situations, you know, the Big Ten had a lot to do with that. Um, you know, I, I just thought that we didn't really get to see the full complexity of of how good they are. Uh, one, you know, I don't think one because of not that many games. You know, we still are in agreement on that one that, you know, but whatever. But the shellacking they put, I mean, you cannot say that. Wow. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said in the notes, it's like, okay, you know, I'll stop complaining a little bit because of the the lesser amount of games they played, but stand behind what they showed on the field, and they put a whooping on the uh, Clemson Tigers. Well, you know what? I'm going to jump on board. I'm not going to back down from your comments on it. Because of the story that I posted earlier earlier today um, on the website or on the um, the Facebook page, you know, like why would they think that they should be granted any type of extra favoritism, extra, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> extra free passes because you have an outbreak in your in your your school locker room. I mean, in your clubhouse or whatever the hell your locker room whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. haven't y'all gotten enough extras mm-hmm. you know what i mean you only got you really only played four games but, right <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. and I'm but here agreeing with that you know so why are we even entertaining this and i'm glad that the ncw said no we're not changing the date it's still on as play in the schedule did you, you have to deal that? with it did you see what? that what? the ncaa's balls just finally <laughs> dropped well, my bad. Finally. My bad. They keep saying the NCAA. I'm sorry. That's the, 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 the yes. FBA. Yes. <laughs> yes. The playoff Those committee. <laughs> Those guys. Those guys said uh, no. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say that they they shouldn't you know, I've stuck by this all the whole time. They shouldn't be where they are because of the amount of games they played because they, they missed them. Uh however, after watching their play on the field, it's like, yeah, okay. Now let's see how you can really do against the powerhouse of Alabama. I say Alabama wins this game by 16. At least. I I don't see it being as close as what people think. That is a different animal over there. I understand it. Ryan Day, he's a great coach, man. He's really – and that really pains me to say this. That's let you know (laughs) that I'm real about this sports sports conversation – that I, a Michigan fan, will give them their uh, – but I'm telling you, as soon as these cameras go off <laughs> – Yeah, we already know that you despise them. Even yeah. worse, Notre Dame fans such as myself despise Michigan because oh, no. they are your Southern Cal. Oh, my God. They're, they're terrible. But anyway, you know, but they're good. But this Alabama team or this Alabama program is a different animal. Different animal, and these they got a three-headed monster, a quarterback, a running back, a receiver, all who could have won the Heisman, <laughs> but one did. Right? Yeah, I so. mean, I, 
Alabama's winning this game, folks. If I was putting money on it, you bet your ass I'd be betting Alabama. I think the spread was nine and a half. That the the opening spread was nine and a half. I could be wrong on. Oh, I'm sorry, eight, eight points. I don't know that the odds makers like Raphael obviously know a little bit more than we do. I'm still saying Alabama takes that whooping um, on them and just no. takes them everybody's out. still leaning on this on this Clemson debacle. Clemson wasn't as good as they um, were supposed to be or what they should have been, or so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to diminish Notre Dame's win either. I mean, earlier win, but I don't want to diminish OSU's win either because they spanked them all over the field. They did. gave him a spot too, a 14 point spot. Yeah, they did. <laughs> hey, but I'm just glad that I hit the uh they covered Notre Dame paid me a little bit of money last weekend. So that's what I can be happy about. Before we hit the NFL, let's hit them with a little bit of pump you up. You see this? Look at that. Look at that, man. I'm losing the gut. I'm gaining the I'm gaining the muscles back. And you know where I get it from? Elite performance hey oh yeah let everybody know where to find you and how to get in contact with you that's a that's a good one uh so you guys can give us a call here 765-499-1005 or you can email us elite pt by zd at gmail.com so you got both by phone and by email or if you want the address here at the studio at 7430 little oak lane indianapolis indiana here 46259 <laughs> I love watching that ending every time. And Damon, I apologize. You were starting to say something, and I hit the button and laughed at me while he did it. <laughs> no, I need one of those hats, man. What hats? One of those elite performance hats that you were uh, rocking. You know, I don't have an elite hat. Oh, okay. Not yet. But I've been talking to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't have an elite hat. No, then I must be looking at something else. <laughs> I feel like I'm being played. What hat were you? T- no, now you got me intrigued on what hat I've been know. wearing. I don't either. Now, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm lost, folks. Yeah. It doesn't take much to get me lost right now when it comes to that guy. No. <laughs> All right, moving oh, on. <laughs> yes, now we're in the big leagues. And as we talked, Black Monday, for some, is negative. However, I look at the positive side. Like I said, Monica P, Quantum Inspiration is getting me positive, folks. Getting me positive. She'll get you positive, too. I'm saying that a lot of people are maybe looking, even looking before they fired, even looking for different places and environments to move to. The one that I do not agree with at all, 100% disagree with, Damon, is a little bit down on the notes, and it has to do with Anthony Lynn of the L.A. Chargers. I do not agree with that let go one bit. What are your thoughts? Tell us why. Well, um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't really particularly – have a, a a say either or other than you know what I mean I hate to see um a, a a black coach lose a job in a struggling market for black coaches but other than that I mean he's had what couple losing seasons 
Uh, he's only been there what two uh, years? Two or three, right? Well, I thought it was four. I thought he'd been there like four years. Maybe. Now you got me wondering, but I'm still saying that that's the worst. Yeah. Le- that's still the worst firing on on this past Monday in the NFL. That I can agree with. I mean, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't look at, surprised. Look at what they did this year. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by it, but I wasn't looking for it. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, I, I I'll be honest with you. I was a bit surprised that they actually did. Um, do that to him because you know this year has been obviously the covid hit you know and, and people they didn't have an off season they didn't have much training there was no preseason there was no there was very little training to get ready and prepare for this season however Justin Herbert is a hell of a quarterback in there now we also did see an issue with the training uh, and the injection of <laughs> of uh, cortisone or whatever they give him now to uh, what's his name Tyrod Taylor Taylor, you know, and, and that caused that that caused the quote unquote switching changing of the guard at quarterback. Now, granted, you know he did have a losing season, but I would take into effect that you're seven to nine this year, and you got. You got the Chiefs in your division. You got the Raiders in your division, which the Raiders did obviously kind of let da- let down this year compared to where their where their status was planning on being this year. But that's that could change. I just don't agree with letting Lynn go because of I'd have gave him at least one more year. All right, Herbert's now you now the quarterback. Now let's see what we can do. I'd have gave him at least one year. At least one year. I mean, I'm not agreeing with the firing by any means. Right. But I'm not disagreeing either. But I will say I lean more to the disagree if I had to uh, uh, bet my ass on it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The play of words is strong tonight. <laughs> now, on the flip side of that, the biggest quote-unquote shocker, not really, of firing of a coach is Adam Gase of the New York Jets. How this man kept his job so damn long this year is way beyond me. I'm very surprised that they they waited this long to do it, but it was definitely an inevitable thing. Um, I think they waited this long because why not? What was the point? Why go hire... I mean, why go? Why fire him? In, excuse me. Why fire him in the middle of the season? Where I mean, at least you have some type of structure, some type of normalcy to get through the season. I've never been a fan of firing coaches in the middle of the season, um, especially in college. But but uh, coaches, period. But especially in college. But what would they go do? You know, fire him to do what? You're not going to bring in a new head coach in the middle of the season. Mm-mm. I mean, and nine times out of ten, okay, seven and a half times out of ten, the interim coach doesn't get the job either. At that <laughs> point over there in New York, he may have. <laughs> so, at, so at that point, what's the point? I mean, he knew he was going to be gone at the end of the year. The players knew he was going to be gone at the end of the year. The organization knew he was going to be gone at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Well, hey, to make a little money. Hey, stack your money up. Put your resumes out the right places, and hey, let's move on actively. 
Well, as many openings at head coaching around the league as there is, I don't. He and I, get I, any? No, he still should not get any. <laughs> Maybe a coordinator spot or something like that. But Adam Gay should not be hired as a head coach this this coming season at all. Give him time to refocus and regroup. There's a lot of uh, mid-major Division One schools that are available for coaching. A couple of high schools are probably open. And you and you know what he he may take that route and and head down to college at least because head coach in the NFL is not working and obviously coordinator position is not working because he could call offensive plays or defensive <laughs> plays so that puts him down at a position coach and you're not going to go from head coach <laughs> to position coach so Oof. you're going to college or high school. Well, you know, honestly, like you said, there are a lot of openings in D1 football, so maybe that is his calling. And we've talked about it before. Some college coaches should remain in college, and and they just don't fit in the NFL, and vice versa. I mean, I'm going to kind of take a shot at your team again. I personally think that Jim Harbaugh is a better NFL coach than he is a college coach. I do not know why the extension has been put on his table, but he is, from what I hear, looking and searching and seeking for the NFL before he signs that contract with Michigan. I find it it was it was an interesting uh, interesting thing for him to be coming back to his alma mater and coaching, but he is no Jawan Howard. <laughs> Uh, Juwan, I don't want to talk bad about uh, Jay Wan, but it's only his second year. He hasn't gotten through any adversity. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you like that? You I like did. That? He like used that. the word he hates. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I did it on purpose because I know these idiots said it like a thousand times on TV today. But anyway, and they, um, they, they use it way, way too often for zero meaning. Jim's going to sign it. Because if he was going to the NFL, they wouldn't have offered it. If he had legitimate, inter, uh, legitimate, entertaining ideas from teams, it would never been offered. That's how I feel. Because if we look at even on your little list here of of, of people who are asking for interviews and people who are being interviewed, only people talk about Jim Harbaugh's name in coaching circles is the people on TV. Mm-hmm. nobody general managers anybody like that i'm hearing are talking about bringing jim harbaugh back so that's why the offer is on the table one michigan who else are you going to go get i i mean it's pretty wide open right now though and then that's but i mean but you know being michigan who are you going to go get you know what i'm saying that's that's a that's a whole different animal that you have to have to control there. So um, I, I think he stays there. And I think he stays there for a minute. You know what I mean? I just don't see the, the, the lion because of the bridges that were burned out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of people lining up to come get Jim Harbaugh. But do you agree with me that he, I think, like I said, I think he's a better head coach in the NFL than he is in college. Oh, he's definitely a better head coach in the NFL than he is in college. But uh, being who we are and who we know, um, I need him to stay there as long as he chooses. (laughs) (laughs) We wonder why. I need need them perks, bro. need them perks. You know what I mean? I was expected to be on the field this year, but 
the COVID hit. So next season, next season, next season, <laughs> full blown credentials for BW Sports One. No, I have no clue. I'm just throwing that out there. That would be fun, wink, wink. but yeah. but this is all go blue, buddy. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe we'll just have to head up there uh, in 12 more years when Notre Dame finally plays again and and does something. But back to the Jets. Uh, yeah, the Jets. They've requested permission to interview Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley for their head coaching job. Um, obviously, they can't talk to him until after the Rams fall out of the playoffs, which potentially could be Saturday. Who knows? You know, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but they obviously can't talk to him. Moving down to Detroit, a sister, I'd like to say, a, uh, not a sister, a neighbor to your Michigan Wolverines and Detroit Lions. Out went Matt Patricia midseason. Lions president Rod Wood said his team is interviewing Darrell Bevel. 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 Yeah, Bevel. Um, this was, what, yesterday? Tuesday, yes. Um, they, were in, they were wanting to interview him, and they're also wanting to talk to Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. And Marvin Lewis. Now, I don't see Marvin Lewis, unfortunately, getting really back into a head coaching job yet. Um, he did. He had a heck of a run. I mean, way long run in Cincinnati, and I think he overstayed his welcome there. Uh, but you know, you never know. I think honestly, and looking at this across the board, the enemy is one of the. I'd say a high prospect in coaching position in the head coach position. Uh, the enemy should be the number one guy on everybody's target list. Yes. I mean, if you get an interview with him, you better give him the lobster of lined in gold or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're for one, you're gonna have to offer him a whole hell of a lot to get him away from that that juggernaut of a franchise, which is Kansas City. Because you don't even know what the deal is between Kansas City, Eric B. Enemy, and Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If Kansas City, um, if Kansas City does pull it off and win back to back, I mean, who's to say? I mean, oh, but they have a very good shot, or they will. They do, but but um, who's to say that Andy Reid doesn't at that point say, "I'm done." You know what I mean? You got this guy already sitting here waiting to go. Good relationship with the quarterback. Good relationship with uh, the organization. Mm-hmm. Me, if I was Eric Bieniemy. I would stay with Patrick Mahomes as long as I possibly can. So you're gonna you're gonna tell him to play the Josh McDaniel role and just bide your time because this is gonna be your team here soon. Well, the Josh McDaniel role worked only if Tom Brady was still there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, Patrick Mahomes is young. You're young. Andy Reid is old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again. I respect him. I didn't want to, when we play him, I didn't want to lose to him, but I respect Andy Reid for finally getting the Super Bowl that he well deserves. Yeah. So um, that's what I would say with, when it comes to him. I mean, there's a lot of talented offensive and defensive coordinators out there that deserve shots. My only thing is, is I hope that these organizations go through the proper um, hiring process. That's it. I can care less who you hire. Just go through the process. And I would agree with that. Now, let's talk about going through the process here. In a 
cluster of a team and organization as we've seen over the past year in the Houston Texans. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bill O'Brien is sitting as GM and head coach. They go 0-4. He's done. Who do they bring in to talk to? The only team, get this, Damon, Houston, the only team that does not ask permission to talk to Eric Bieniemy to take a head coaching position. He's the they're the only team that said nothing to him. And like you said earlier, he should be number one on everybody's list. Again, we're talking about the cluster in Houston. They've talked to Trent Kirchner, uh, Kirchner uh, for the GM role. They talked to Omar Khan as the GM role. And they finally talked to Nick Castero and Casario. And they've brought him in and has made official that Nick Casario will be the GM. Um, for the Houston Texans, they tried to get him in 2019. It didn't work out. Now they got him two weeks or two years later. What do you say about the Houston Texans? I don't say anything about the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess if they they don't have to, you know, look at Eric Bieniemy if they don't want to. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. They're dead to you, but but you have to at least explore the option. You might not feel that you are getting like in college recruiting. You I mean, Ball State might not feel that they'll get this talented kid, but they still offer him the scholarship anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel uh, when it comes with with um, Houston on the Eric B. Enemy type deal. But I mean, you got to one, you got to one hand, 100% look at the organization at the top. The owners, um, they let O'Brien have all that control, and now they have no way of fixing that control, and they're trying to manage it piece by piece. Mm. And um, it's going to be interesting how they do it. So you're going to have to first, you're going to have to ensure um, Deshaun Watson that you're going to be doing things to help secure his future, um, like not trading away your Pro Bowl franchise receiver wow i feel bad for deshaun watson i feel bad for jj watt because i saw it did you see this interview with him when he's literally saying it's like man you know we come out and play but some of some of these guys feel like they just come in and get a paycheck i feel for him you know that's unfortunate that your teammate has to step up and say something like that and for him to walk off the field with Deshaun Watson at the last game of the season, Deshaun comes up to him, you know, gives him the good old football butt smack, and J.J. Watt looks at him and literally apologizes because he says, we should win 11 games this year. I'm sorry, man. And that's, that's how Houston is right now. It's unfortunate that they have some great, talented pieces but can do nothing to support them. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with J.J. White on that. You shouldn't have to have a press conference where you're telling guys or telling the press that you're telling guys in the locker room or you have to send through the press to guys in the locker room that we owe it to the fans to come out here and give it our all every game regardless of what our record is. 
regardless of what our record is, we need to come out here and give our supporters everything that we got. And if you don't feel that way, then you should not be here. So I expect a whole lot of changes in Houston. Mm -hmm. I do. Led, led by the leadership of Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt's not hes not getting young. I mean, he's pushing his years in the NFL, honestly. Uh, Deshaun obviously has plenty of years left as long as they allow him to live behind the line. So that would probably be my first thing, my first thought if I'm Texans. We got to do something about protecting him and getting him some pieces to use on that field because we just threw away the best piece he had. And you see what he did with nothing. So give him something to see what he can do. Exactly. Well, we'll you see. I mean? Bill O'Brien doesn't have the – he yeah. doesn't have the reins anymore, so we'll see what happens. And I wouldn't wish that debacle on anybody that said, hey, that's somebody Dallas should be looking at. <laughs> but I wouldn't wish that hell on anybody. Sorry, Dak's <laughs> got to go through it. I don't need nobody else to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to – hold on. You said Dak. I'm going to bring him up in just a second. Um, talking about another team. So moving on from Houston real quick, Jacksonville let Doug Marone go. That was apparent and obvious. A lot of talks and speculations, Damon. As we mentioned, the great old Urban Meyer talk. He did go down and talk to Jacksonville. He's got a high, he's got some high uh, high necessities to become a football coach again. 12 million a year. Well, Give him a five-year contract at twelve million dollars, and that's sixty thousand or sixty million dollars over five years. You know that may not be a bad idea if you got Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. Well, because that's obviously what they're gunning for. Well, I guess, but I'd say this: if I was Jacksonville, I know Dabo is a college coach. Um, we don't know if he can make the transition or not. We don't never know if any coach can make that transition. But coming in with your quarterback, I think it's a good idea. Me personally, I've seen Urban Meyer's track record when it comes to his health, not his football mind, not any of that foolishness, but his health. Mm-hmm. He left Utah. I mean, he left Florida because of his health. He left Ohio State because of his health. Folks listening to the podcast, I will give you the quotations <laughs> yeah, that David said. Yes, air quotes. You know what I mean? Air quotes. There you go. You know quotes. what I'm saying? But you left OSU for, you know, health issues. Mm-hmm. So me as an owner, and you're asking for $12 million, I think he's asking for that price because he knows that they're not going to give it to him. So he doesn't have to say no because of my health issues. <laughs> You know, like an Austin Powers, laser. <laughs> laser. And I get you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, um, I don't think, honestly, if it's your really your health, any amount of money is going to matter. Um, so, but look, let's not bullshit people. Let's, let's give them a yes or no answer. Are you wanting to coach again? Yes or no? Because as an owner, that's going to be my first question. Are you really wanting to coach again, yes or no? Because we can stop this interview right now. If you tell me no, then you I don't want you wasting my time. Uh, we'd have probably got to that 
on the phone before you even got <laughs> at my desk. True. You know what I mean? Because I know how, how, what you do. I know what your past is. You know, you never – Utah was the longest place he was anywhere, right? Yes. Okay. That granted, was before, that granted was before you, his health. Granted, you won a national championship in both Florida and OSU. Okay, I get it. But <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> Laser. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> nobody really knows what's going to happen in Jacksonville. We'll all have to see. Because there's not really been a lot of talk coming out of Jacksonville as far as who they're looking at. Uh, I mean, who are they really looking at? So we'll just have to see. Denver. John Elway did something just yesterday, I believe. John Elway stepped down from the general manager's position. He's going to take or another. Up, huh? Up, step up, or step down? He stepped down. I mean, I know he's not, but didn't he go to another elevated position? Well, uh, he's stepping away from the general manager's responsibilities. He still obviously has a major role in it, but he, you know, that might help him. That may help the, the the whole organization there because there is a lot of pressure uh, coming from a two-time Super Bowl champ quarterback with the same team. Now he's a GM. There probably is a lot of pressure on him, both him and everybody else in the organization. You know, if I was him, I wouldn't want the GM spot. You know, give me something else that I can be just as, or if not more, adverse in the position to help the organization in the long run. Me, if I was in any one of those type of guys, position, Elway, whatever, any of those guys, John Lynch, any of those guys, I'm not doing any of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not sitting on somebody's television set, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> there you go. There, there Man, you go. Because of people like us, and the other people that sit on the television set will be the main reason why I would not do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they have talked. They've asked permission to interview Dave Ziegler, the Patriots assistant director. Haven't heard anything. Uh, he started his NFL career with the Broncos and was a college teammate of Casario's and Patriots um, offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. So we'll see how that goes. They definitely, they obviously need to do something at quarterback on that offense because their defense isn't too bad. Their offense is struggling like hell. Now let's talk about another team that's struggled like hell all year because they've blown a lot more leads off of leading the game than I've ever witnessed in my life, I think. And that's being the Atlanta Falcons. Dan Quinn, out he went. You know, obviously that happened a while ago. They've interviewed Brad Holmes, the Los Angeles Rams director of college scouting, to be their GM um, yesterday on Tuesday. They interviewed Colts director of college scouting, Morocco Brown, for their GM spot as well. They obviously have a bunch of stuff. You know, I, I seen Matt Schaub actually hung the helmet up yesterday and said he's done with, with football. Uh, you know, he had he had a up and down career, I should say, more so down than up. But you know what's going to happen with Matty Ice? You know, what's where's that offense? Something is missing in Atlanta, obviously, to blow 30 point leads consistently. Hey, what's Matty Ice's contract situation like? You know, I don't know yet. Do you? <laughs> I do not. 
the reason Damn, why, I was hoping that was a rhetoric question. Yeah, the reason <laughs> the reason why I asked that is because I know one scheme that I think he will fit well in is now in search of a starting quarterback. With that being the Patriots. Because mm, they did say no go on Cam Newton for next season. Just a little bit of, you know, I mean, one perspective out there. Well, I mean, I'm going to throw Carson Wentz's name in that scheme for the Patriots as well because they've been known to take people and to see and to change their perspective on things. Hey. Yeah, I'm receivers not... and linemen. Well, they tried with Cam. It obviously didn't fail. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Bill is going to go for the big um, overrated redhead. <laughs> Never know. Never I mean, know. I wouldn't. I don't. I, I like Danny Dalton in that situation too. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, but we're talking about the Smalkins. Uh, they're going to suck, and they're going to continue to suck. <laughs> I was very surprised in Miami's uh, Chan Gailey resigned as offensive coordinator. Um, Miami was tough. Miami has a, a good thing going down there. So I don't know what the reasoning was behind it. You know, it wasn't he was fired. He was resigned. He, he had resigned. So I'm not too sure if it's one of those air quote health issues or, you know, is there something else going on there that we don't know? Who knows? Carolina. Yes, I think there are air quotes there, sir, yes. but it's not health issues. Okay, so there's <laughs> he, air quotes. He resigned. Which means something happened and he wanted <laughs> to get out of there quick. So basically <laughs> it was, we don't want to fire you, so, so we're going to allow you to <laughs> resign. So know, basically man. what happened was they wrote his resignation letter and slid it across the table and said, here, you need to sign this. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there there you have it. In the Damon mind of life. <laughs> I mean, really. It probably, it's very possibly true. Who just resigns from an offensive coordinator? Who just, you know what? I don't, you do that when you have a better job lined up. You don't just, or health issues. You don't just, you know what? I quit. <laughs> No, not a ten and or yeah, not a ten and six. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, something obviously happened there. So who knows? We don't know. I don't know. You may know. You I know. Just being you knows. I know what happened. What he touched her booty. What you know? That's very possible. In Miami, I'm sure there's a lot of booties that people would like to touch, but I'm not going to touch them. I'm just going to watch. We'll get my popcorn and watch. <laughs> Go into Get your Miami, right? <laughs> Every time we mention Miami, the thought of us being there is just like pom poms. <laughs> now, there's a lot of st more stuff to get into as far as the movements and uh, resignations or firings of among the NFL coaches. We're kind of limited on time right now, so. We are. We will post some things out on the Facebook page tonight, tomorrow, and as the week progresses um, into the weekend, as we possibly get more hires. Um, I think the most of the firings are done, but who knows? Um, we'll have to see what that goes. I will say one thing. Zach Taylor 
Cincinnati Bengals keeping him as their head coach. Good job. Wouldn't see any other reason why not to, but uh, hey, we've seen weirder things in this world. Hey, well, one thing we know about Cincinnati, they're consistent in keeping in coaches longer than they should. But not saying that they're keeping him longer than he should. Uh, this was his second year, third year, mm-hmm. brand new quarterback. Hey, you guys are good. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even trip. Yep. But before you cut out on us on the football news, yep. let's give a little bit of Lamar Jackson news. Okay. I read a stat, something that was very interesting. Um, in his career. Now you're intriguing has, me. Yeah, in his career, he has 46 red zone touchdowns, zero interceptions. You know, folks, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you think about Lamar Jackson, but to have that type of stat in the red zone, I would want that as my quarterback stat. Period. Drop the mic. Done deal. Don't get rid of him. Don't do anything stupid with Lamar Jackson if you're Baltimore. But who knows? <laughs> I mean, and you don't, and you know that all of those aren't rushing touchdowns. All <laughs> no. those are, or, or he'd have a record. <laughs> exactly. I mean, by now, yes, if forty some touchdowns were in the, in the red zone, were rushing. Oh yeah, they would never be touched by another quarterback for years to come. Yeah. So just to <laughs> let you know, he is efficient. In the red zone. So just put that out there for uh, making your numbers and talking and following my man right here at Raphael Esparza on Bet Your Ass. Make sure you mention that when you're making your numbers. There you go. I like it. I like Ooh. it. Now, right, real quick before we go into the picks, the Doc Sports Picks of the Week, I want to throw something at you. I know Damon's not worried about this because his, his team's playing this team. The Browns are out of a head coach and 17 other players, coaches, staffs because of COVID. We knew it would hit sometime in the season, and, man, is it picking the absolute worst time to hit Cleveland right now. Uh, Not only Cleveland, Tennessee has also been starting to get hit by the COVID, yet their facility has still remained open. They're doing, uh, what do they call it, contact uh, tracing. Contact tracing and all this. So we'll keep your eyes out on that. We'll we'll post stuff as it comes. Uh check the Twitter page tonight. Uh we'll do we'll be doing a lot of things. Hey, real quick on that. Um Cleveland has been dealing with this the last three or four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Two weeks. And Tennessee, well, this would be the third week, wouldn't it? Because they uh, had yeah, yeah, they yeah, had right, no right. receiving core the week before. Yes. Correct. All right. So this would be their third straight week dealing with this, right? Mm-hmm. And Tennessee has been dealing with this the whole year. Yep. They were the reason that certain games, such as the Steelers game, got uh, rescheduled to a Tuesday and then a or Monday, then a Tuesday, then a Wednesday. Shifted our bye week, which would have really helped us in the middle of that three-game loser streak, which where would have been the bye week. Thank you, Tennessee. So, um, But they got a 2,000-yard rusher, so. Yes, they do. Derrick Henry is a beast. He is a beast. And why that you know that is a great segue into the Doc Sports Picks of the Week. But right before, we need to give a little station identification to the one and only Rockstar Realty. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 
317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Yes. If I ever buy or sell a home again, I know where I'm going. But I don't want to do that moving again right now. I'm I'm kind of content right now of not doing the boxing of everything again. Hey, bro, <laughs> even if I won the lottery, I'm not real sure I'm leaving my home. Man, I got the perfect spot, man. I got a lot of room to build on if I wanted to, so I'm good. <laughs> but if I'm going to send somebody to get a new home, or to sell their home to get a new home, mm. you can go to that guy. You can do both of them at the same place. Here, Just sell this one and then buy that one. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I'm good at that. All right. So, um, Doc Sports picks of the week. That's right. And BW Sports to 29022 for your free $60, no obligation, no credit card needed. $60 account with Doc Sports Picks right where Rafael Esparza comes from. Um, are we going past S&Ds and going right to the picks? Or are we doing S&Ds? Uh, I mean, yeah, let's do the S&Ds. I thought it was – I'll get these right one day. Yeah, because <laughs> the Doc Sports Picks ah. of the Week are two different things from S&Ds. S&Ds. Um, it's not what you think it is. It is surprises and disappointments. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. Boy, did we have some doozies this past week. All right. So let's jump into our surprises, players, and teams. Uh, Mr. I don't know why we still have ass on here because yeah. you're you're not the ass anymore. Because we copy and paste these parts of the notes. <laughs> let's be honest. We do. That's a lot we do. of typing every we week. Do. Copy and paste, and neither one of us has figured out to delete and add. No, I have, have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought we could save templates on here, but I haven't figured it out. I did on State of Basketball figured out how I could save templates. That go. way I don't have to create. You know, we can just – it's good. I've learned it. We'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, hey, y'all don't understand. This is a big accomplishment for me to learn anything computery. <laughs> Believe me, Sean and myself <laughs> are happy for you. <laughs> and he's getting better, folks. I'm not going to lie. The guy is getting 10 times better than 10 years ago when I met him. Or what, 14 years ago when I met you. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Then I knew how to send an email on AOL. That was my email address, AOL. On dial-up. <laughs> 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 oh boy! <laughs> yep. Anyway, so surprising players, Damon. Yes. Um, I have. This is my throw a loop for you, but I'm going to go with Mason Rudolph as my mm -hmm. surprise player. Now I know they did lose the game to Cleveland in Week 17 last year of last week, but I went with Mason because he is actually auditioning for Pittsburgh to draft. <laughs> to draft another quarterback or not. Mm. You know what I mean? So I did see some things that I did like uh, from the growth over last season when he was forced to play to this season or to that game. I saw a couple deep ball precision passes that looked really good, and I saw him starting to get better at reading 
and throwing away balls. So um, I did like what he did, 22 for 39, 300, and uh, what was it, 315 yards, two touchdowns. So I like Mason Rudolph. Nice. I'm going to go with Isaiah McKenzie. Two receiving touchdowns and an 84-yard punt return for the Bills. Wow. All I'm going to say, I love Indy. I have no problem personally with the Colts unless they're playing Philly. But you guys are playing, and I'm saying this right now, you guys are playing the most complete team in the NFL right now on Saturday. You're kicking off playoff weekend, wild card weekend, against the best complete team in the NFL. Good luck. I like how you uh, – no, I don't know if anybody caught that, but I like how you put that. The best – the most complete team in the NFL – Right, right now, now. <laughs> right now, <laughs> I would say they're the hottest team in the NFL. I would go there, uh, which will make them the most complete team right, right now. now. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a that's a beast that the Colts I think are up for the challenge. But will they complete it? I'm not sure. That's we'll talk about that. Yeah, just talk about that later. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm good. Buffalo's good. <laughs> yeah. Surprising team for myself, Damon, is honestly the Ravens. I th- and yes, granted they played Cincinnati, but I really thought that that the Ravens were on a downward spiral type type deal. I thought that Cincinnati could potentially pull the win out, and I thought that Baltimore would get bumped out of the playoffs, and Miami would be in the playoffs instead of uh, Baltimore. Now, granted, it wouldn't be the same seat, but that's how I thought going in. But the Ravens surprised me, man. They came out and they didn't let they didn't let off. They kept from start to finish. They rolled. Hey, um, didn't the Ravens win out? Three games, four games, three, three or four games. Yes. Now the past couple of weeks, I think, prior to this past week, I think was a little choppy. But and that's what kind of led me to think, well, maybe they're not going. No, they didn't win out because they lost. Uh, they lost the week before to. I kind of thought their last loss was to Steelers, which was week what fourteen. Uh, 14 or 13, one or the two. You're going to make me look at that up. So uh, you, you know talk what? about I'm your gonna... team. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> All right. That, that's it. Um, I went with the Giants as my surprise team. You're correct, sir. That was quick. I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, you're that's correct. Right. That's Four, right. since the Steelers lost by five points, they, they beat the Cowboys. The Browns, which was a close game, the Jaguars, the Giants, and then killed the Bengals. So, yeah, five games. And Lamar's thrown, what, 10 touchdowns in those five games? And one interception, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, sir. I just had to answer. I had to clarify that for myself. Hey, whoever playing Baltimore better be worried, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have to agree. <laughs> just saying, man, the guy is electrified, you know. I mean, but anyway, yeah, I went with the Giants. Um, 
because of what they and it was, this was more of a year surprise team than I would say on the last game because I expect I fully expected them to beat the Cowboys. Fully right. expected them to beat the Cowboys. I'll talk about that trash ass team later. But uh uh the Giants, what they had to go through, you know, losing Saquon Bartley immediately, um, having Jones go down but came back, you know, there was just always something going on negative, but yet they still came to play every week and, you know, put everything out there and won some games and had an opportunity to win a division. So, yeah, I, my biggest surprise is the Giants. I'm, you know, I'm gonna. I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. But I'm never going to. Uh, no, I'm not. I can't say never. Can't say never. I'll give due diligence when it's when it's necessary. Moving on to disappointing players and teams. Damon, who are you getting for your disappointing player of the week? I am going Chase Young, and this is not because I'm picking on another um, case Lord or Chase case. Whatever his name is, <laughs> I I I am going to not because I want to pick on another um, low level entry person of the University of Ohio State. It's because of you need to learn how to win graciously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Win graciously. Win with your head up. Win like you've done this before. Like you you came from the University of Ohio State. You guys won a lot of games. I think your whole career you lost what four games. So act like you've done this before. But then you have the audacity to call out the GOAT. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. This, this, this is the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? This is the GOAT that's finding his team. This is the GOAT where we all thought that they were going to be at in this situation going into the NFC as a wild card. But the scariest team that no one's talking about in the NFC because now he's figured out his team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chase Young, you you want to call out the goat? Go blue. That's all right. He'll get the revenge that we're looking for. There you go. It always goes back to Michigan. It does. It's unfortunate, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tua Tagovailoa. Tuga Viola. Damn it, I still can't. I'm going to go with Tua. <laughs> if you to combine the first one and the second one, then you'd have got it. Tua Tagoviola. There we go. Three interceptions, man. What are you doing? You have a shot at going to the playoffs your first season. And, yes, you are a rookie. But, man, you've been here before. Like you, Damon, like you said, you know, you've, you've won before. You've played this level before. You're from Alabama. You, you know this. You got this. You got the the expectations of taking your team to the playoffs for the first time in a long while, and you single handedly let it down. There. I don't know about single handedly because no, it's not single handedly. <laughs> it's not. Uh, that was a little far fetched. Me personally, I think everything Tua done this year was an upside because. Really, did we really expect him to really get on the field? I didn't. No. Especially the way Fitzpatrick was playing early in the year. I didn't expect him to get on the field. So I think that Miami brought this upon themselves not to be in the playoffs when you should have had a better person. But then when you needed him, the COVID took him away. So you didn't want him when you had him. 
but then when you needed him, you couldn't get him. So um, me, uh, Tua did exactly what I expected him to do coming in. Um, yeah, he's been there before. Yeah, he's played the big games before. But I guarantee you his offensive staff, not staff, but his offensive teammates in Alabama were better than his offensive teammates in Miami. <laughs> For this year, baby. Now we'll see how they grow. But I still think throwing three interceptions, you obviously didn't help the team out. No, of course not. So, and regardless, regardless if those two of those interceptions were dropped by the receiver, but yeah. <laughs> I hate that stat. I hate I it. I, I do too. I st but still, man, he had he had like three games leading up to this that was <laughs> on point. You know, even maybe throwing an interception here or there, but still was on point. This just didn't seem like he was he was there. So, uh, you know, I don't know why what caused that. But again, going to my disappointing team is the Dolphins. You know, it's like, man, you you had the shot, you had the opportunity, and you plopped. I agree. Maybe they should do that uh, Polynesian war dance. Buh, 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 buh. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that one. I got you. I'm with you. Oh, Push your ball. Ha, ha. yes, that one. Know, that one. Yes, I got you. <laughs> no offense to anybody out there. It's Polynesian. I don't know the dance. Oh, it's a huge <laughs> offense. I'm not going to leave you guys out. I have to be equal opportunities to every race possible. <laughs> so I'm not going to leave you out. That way you can't say I'm racist. It's true. This is very true. He <laughs> hates everybody, folks. <laughs> hate all of you. Who you got, Damon, as your disappointment team? Um, I got a tie because I think both of them just really stunk it up. Uh, the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Yep. The Cowboys because freaking Cowboys and Jerry Jones. So what do you expect to happen? Uh, you had and you still had the opportunity to make the playoffs, and you. Uh, Terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible. Now, I honestly, I think the Cowboys were eliminated. Regardless. They were still out. Yeah, yeah, but still play for something. Yeah, yeah, like to play not for give, that. Not to give the team that you're playing the opportunity to go to the playoffs. Play for that star, buddy. Play for the star. You know, you don't want nobody to spike the football. The star. Yeah. Play for the star. Yeah, that one star <laughs> rating. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> and the Cardinals. I had such high hopes for the Cardinals. Uh, this season, mm -hmm. and y'all still had an opportunity, and you just came out there and snuck up the joint. Kingsbury, you need to work on your play calling. You need to get better results out of your receiving core, and you got to put Kyler Murray in better situations to succeed, and you did not do it the last six games of the season. That's why you're going home. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Now... <laughs> We can move to the Docs Sports Picks of the Week. I got I got Picks of the Week saying and just put it right here. Doc Sports, that's right. Text BW Sports to 29022 for your $60 free account. No obligation, no credit card needed. Yes. So let's skip over last week's games. Let's skip. Because we've kind of talked about it. Let's yeah. go to this. Let's go to the playoffs. Okay. 
Saturday game, first game, Colts at Bills. Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Damon, who are you picking? Uh, Let me go way down here. I'm going – you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go. Sorry, Colts, I can't do it. I gotta go Bills. I was trying to find a way. Yeah. I was trying to find a way to go with them. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna cheer for the home team, but if I had to bet my ass, going with the Bills, I would too. I'm sticking with the Bills too, and I'll tell you why. Main reason. Colts have a hell of a defense against the run. The front seven's good. They're stout, and past that is the problem. And you're playing a team that is very pass-heavy with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs all day long, three touchdowns over the top. Bills win. They cover the spread. Next game on the docket, we have the Rams at the Seahawks. Division, Our first division game in the playoffs. Seahawks. Have a home advantage of four and a half points. Damon, who are you picking? I'm going to Seahawks because the Seahawks have been there. They know how to do it. And they seem to always have a way of dominating this division. So I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm going to agree with you. I think the Seahawks defense is still sketchy. Rams obviously have uh, Donald on the defensive line. Problem right now is we don't know who the quarterback, starting quarterback for the Rams will be. Technically, it's not been made official, and they're not going to make it official yet. So I'm going to say the Seahawks, and I say they cover the spread at four and a half. Now I don't. These were yesterday. These were Tuesday's uh, lines. So if they've changed, let us know in the comments. I'm still taking the Seahawks to win. Third game, Saturday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to the nation's capital, excuse me, and play the Washington football team. The Bucks, the the away team is seven and a half point favorites. Damon. Um, Tom Brady, all great Michigan quarterback that he is, even though he didn't start the national championship game, that would have been uh, Brian Greasy. But that's beside the point. This is all my bill. Yeah, yes. This is all my... <laughs> Uh, ramblings, uh, my Bill Walton style ramblings have come in a full circle to the University of Michigan. So Tom Brady is going to look out at the roster of the Washington football team, and he's going to see two individual names that have schools to have Buckeyes next to him. And one of them is going to be on the defensive side of the ball, and he is going to remember all of the whoopings that his alma mater have taken over the past four years that included both of these individuals. And he is going to light that ass up. They covered the spread and double it. Ooh. I'm going to disagree with you on this. If I'm, pay- if I'm taking the spread, I am going to take the Washington football team. If I'm taking money line, taking straight up, I'll agree with you that Tampa Bay Buccaneers will advance into the divisional round. But you mentioned one of those two names. Well, you didn't mention the name, but you mentioned the two players from Ohio State and one in particular, Mr. Terry McLaurin. 
Go Terry, car, uh, go Irish. Terry McLaurin is a stout beast at receiver. If they were smart, they may utilize him in the return game as well. And that may be the deciding factor on beating the spread, folks. I'm just saying it now. I'm betting my ass. There we go. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. But um, you got a very small, mobile, patchwork, smart, $16 million man in Alex Smith and a very educated, uh, dirty Adonikin suit. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. <laughs> we will see be, what happens there. That should be a prop bet. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to get with Raphael right now and say, does Naganagan Sue get kicked out of the game or not? Yes or no? I want to hear about those odds. I'm going to text him when we're done here. <laughs> Moving to Sunday, the AFC kicks off with the Ravens at Titans. And the Ravens are three and a half point favorites in Tennessee. Damon. I like it, man. Like uh, we talked a little bit ago, the Ravens are on a four game winning streak. Uh, a couple five. of those games, five game winning streak. And they're been improving offensively every single week. Lamar has been improving this passing game, which makes his legs much more difficult. But the thing that we're overlooking is the fact that Baltimore Ravens do play defense. My question is with this is, yes, they have – Tennessee has Derrick Henry. Yes, he can do all of those things. I get it. He's a fourth-quarter juggernaut. I get it. But you have to be in the game to use him in the fourth quarter. Baltimore has the offensive capability of putting up points. Can Tennessee match those points? That's my question. I'm going with Baltimore – uh, even though Henry does have 120 yards on the ground. <laughs> Do they cover the three and a half points? Uh, man, that's a field goal. No, because I think they went by a field goal. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I agree with you. They're on a five-game win streak. Ravens are pretty hot right now, but not so fast. I think Tennessee's got a better defense than Baltimore does. I think. Tennessee keeps Lamar Jackson off the field as much as possible by utilizing Derrick Henry's feet. And I think Tennessee advances to the divisional round. Next on the docket, the second game of the day goes to the NFC. The Bears, how the hell they made it, we don't know. The Bears. Our Trey, because the NFC East sucks ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep reminding me. <laughs> the Bears travel south to the dirty south of Nolens and take on the Saints. Saints started at nine and a half. It's bumped up to ten point favorites. Damon, who you got? Saints. That was easy. <laughs> and I really think that they do cover that ten point spread easily. I don't. Well, I don't know if I would take any more than ten. That would probably be the cusp on, on taking the spread, my opinion. If it goes lower, by all means, take it, but I don't see it going any lower. If it goes higher, I'd probably stay away from taking the spread bet. But money line, Saints all day. And it's in the Big Easy. And it's in the it's the Super And Marty Gras get ready to jump off. Yes, it is. That's yeah. the week of the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a rap. Well, they get ready. They get oh, yeah. ready. You know, yeah. let it bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Damon. Sunday night football. Another division or another. I'm sorry. Yes, division rival. Game meet, three. In, yes, meets in the playoffs. First wild card round. The Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The line. From yesterday to today has bumped two and a half points up. It started at three and a half points. The Steelers are now six-point favorites. Granted, we we just talked about all the COVID deals going on in Cleveland. Damon, should I even have to ask? I, well, no, you shouldn't have to ask, but as a analyst. <laughs> oh, man, hold on. Jasmine's, I gotta, oh, I'll be right back. Go. Okay, go do it. Uh, ah! He's got to get the, get the baby girl. But. As an analyst, air quotation marks, I would have to go with the Steelers on this a little more favorably than I normally would have. You know, it would have been a good game because of the last game of how they played and the upswing that the Cleveland Browns are on right now. But with all of the health issues, he's back. He's back, folks. All right, so I'll recap. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll recap. I didn't really get into much. Yeah, I'll it was recap. like me taking a pee break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll recap. Um, like I said, I I this I think the Steelers are going to win. I was going to go with them, obviously. Um, before all these latest news issues, health issues, I probably would have said that this game would have been right around a field goal difference, either or. Obviously, I'm going with the Steelers. But the upside of the Browns was looking very good. Baker is settling in, even though I enjoy his commercials. Getting receivers back. You know, you got your chill, you got your, your two-headed running back monster. But now what you have 17 players out, head coach out, a couple coordinators out. Um, that's a tall task to ask for anybody. I still think it's going to be a AFC North bruising type of game, but I like the Steelers to cover that six. Hmm. I know that it's going to be difficult to train this week for them, being there's so many staff out. I started the year by saying the Steelers were going to win the Super or go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they cover the spread at six. If you would have taken the bet yesterday at three and a half, may have taken that one. Not going to take six points, but I will say that the Pittsburgh Steelers will move and advance into the divisional round of the playoffs. I'm just pretty skeptical on that six-point jump. I definitely would not look at anything above six points. Oh, all. no, no, no. But, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a good game. Like yeah, I think said, it, round, I, three. Yeah, round three. Round three. I mean, they know each other well. I mean, the same way when it comes to uh, that uh, – well, the Rams and the Seahawks. Right. The Rams and yeah. Seahawks. The same situation. You know, this is game three for them, too. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it'll be an excellent game, but I think the Steelers take it 3-0. I agree. Mm -hmm. yep. What do you mean 3-0? They lost last week. Uh, 3-0. They did lose last week. Oh, yeah. yeah Mason. Now, granted, you didn't have your you didn't have Big Ben in, but still. Or what? The deepest hey. player of the year, baby. He did. <laughs> but there you have it, folks. 
there are the Doc Sports Picks of the Week. Now let's run down a little new schedule that we got going on real quick. We're going to kick off the week on Sundays at 11 o'clock over at Checkers and Wreckers. That's right. Big Tom Racker, a.k.a. Tommy Boy, taking everything on the track that goes fast, shifts hard, and keeps that rubber on the road or slings that dirt on Sundays at 11. Why do y'all keep adding stuff for me to learn? What? Now you got adding slinging dirt. I mean, it took me a year <laughs> and a half to get the other three parts. You threw me off. I'm like, oh, shit. What did I put in there? Add more stuff. God. You just stick to what you know. <laughs> just stick to what you know. I'll just throw that in there every once in a while. <laughs> that is 11 o'clock on Sundays. Bet your ass with Rafael Esparza coming to you Monday nights at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's great if you like putting your money where your mouth is. We put the bets on. Thursday, 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 starting tomorrow night in 24 hours. That's right, folks. Quantum Inspiration with Monica P. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. That's Thursday, tomorrow night. And I can't wait to get positive and get in my Quantum Inspirations. Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, super kicking it with Steven, talking all about that squared circle, what's going on, WWE, AEW, and of course, the AWF. You like that? No? Yes? No? It was okay. not worthy of a response for someone ah, so dignified as the Lord. There he is. There he is. I like it. Um, coming very, very soon within the next week. No set date, but it will be announced very shortly, hopefully by this weekend. Combat Zone. Everything combat sports affiliated from MMA to boxing to bare knuckle. Your boy DeLion is bringing you the Combat Zone. And I can't I think wait. I think every time you say combat zone, you need to have some type of fight. Yes, some type <laughs> of fight sound. <laughs> like comeback zone. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. I like it. Then, of course, you find me, myself, the lion, and this guy right here, the one. I'm sorry, the one. I can't say the one. I'm saying the one and the lion. That's right. Black and white sports live every Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Stay you know, stay, stay involved with us because we got more coming coming around the wind. Now, obviously, the regular season is over for football. The Dynasty Bros are still going strong. The exclusive show is done. It's only during the regular season and fantasy football since fantasy football is done and over with. Catch them. Follow them. Dynasty Bros FF. They will be back for season two uh, this coming football season, so we can't wait to have them. Hey, man, what are we going to do in the offseason for football? Dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm feeling the pressure. It's, the walls are closing in on me. That's because the Lion King is bringing the heat. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, folks, we, we all three of us, us two right here, and Tom Racker, a.k.a. Tommy Boy, did some, uh, did some what do they call it, promo videos, wrestling promo videos. If you haven't seen them, you need to go watch them because Kiss Super Kicking It with Steven put it together, 
and it's awesome. The AWF will be re, uh, re what uh, revamping. See, we're doing a lot of revamping and reconstructing around here in 2021. We might get the wrestling ring in the backyard of the Lion's Den. And Damon, or I'm sorry, Dar uh, Lord Darkington will be sitting around with his Hennessy or his Woodford or whatever around the outside of the ring like a manager type with Monica P out there kind of looking like the Miss Elizabeth. And me and uh, Checkers the Clown and Peter J uh, Peter Jacob, or is it Peter Jacob? Jacob Peter? Something like that. Joseph. Joseph. Peter Joseph the second. All these guys, we might throw it down, folks. Hey, I'm not even managing. Dude, I'm going all Booker T style. King, Carly Race. I am commentating. I'm back here in the back, like where y'all can't even involve me in the room. <laughs> like y'all ain't even going to hit me with a fake chair or nothing. <laughs> I am nowhere to be seen. All right. Well, me and Michael are. Cole. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Damon, before we leave the wonderful world, do you have anything from the one thought this week? Uh, well, since this is our second show after the new year, so I don't. Hey, only thing I got to say to first. you is this is the first show after the new year? First, yes. First yes, Wednesday night show. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. So. Huh, here is my first one thought of the year. Hey, man, don't give up no bullshit-ass resolutions. Do what you really going to do. Sit on the back couch, pop a beer, put some meat on the grill, and enjoy life. That's what I'm going to do. It's straight out the lion's den. I second that. <laughs> folks we appreciate you following listening to us every week as always we love your support if you know anybody that likes to uh like to have some video or audio editing some voiceover some uh broadcasting live and online hit us up info.bwsports1 at gmail.com or any of our social media pages it'll get back to us three we'll look forward to seeing you we look forward to working with you and damon as always what do we do? Will the person in row 12, seat 11, please come to the front of the stadium. We have a prize for you. It is pew, 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 pew. We keep Indy sporty, baby. Bam. <laughs> Peace.